Welcome everyone to episode 9 of Down to Play. I'm your host Dapper Tux, along with... Next Gen Player. For this show we'll be giving our full reviews of the mind-bending Super Liminal, Rocket Arena, and Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Next Gen will also share and score Evan's Remains and Genshin Impact. First up we've got Super Liminal. It will twist bend, and possibly break your mind. It's a puzzle-based video game played from the first-person perspective, incorporating optical illusions as you, the patient at the Pierce Institute. You're basically playing through your own dream. Think of Inception, except everything kinda feels even more out of place. You can shrink in a large objects based on your perspective, and it takes some very heavy inspiration from both Portal and the Stanley Parable. Paul, what were your thoughts on Superliminal? Overall, it was a pretty cool game. It had some really interesting concepts. I mean, I have to say right at the very beginning, uh, like within the first 20 minutes or so, I thought, wow, this game's like Portal, <laughs> right? It, seemed, yeah. it, it it totally gives you Portal vibes. I mean, like even uh, the AI that talks to you it sounds exactly like Gladys, right? I even thought it was Gladys for a second there. I'm like... Is this some kind of weird crossover that I never heard about? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, the the portal influence is absolutely undeniable. But it was this was still fun overall. I guess you know imitation is the greatest form of flattery. It's definitely not a bad thing that it's like Portal because I love Portal, right? So homages to Portal, you know, is a good thing in my book. So, uh, you know, I, I thought it was really cool. There's a lot of really really interesting optical illusions in, the, in this game things that I've never seen before in games before. So there were some really interesting moments. Like um, you've, I, I saw you tweeting about one of these, like you look at, you look down a hallway and it looks super short, but suddenly you start walking down and you realize like this hallway goes on forever, but it's all one big optical illusion. Right. And there's this one spot where you look down the hallway and you see a door. And, but then as you get to the door, you realize it's actually this, like mechanism that that's popping out of the wall and even like the textures and everything were stretched and you could jump on top of the door it was yeah <laughs> it was it was something else it was one of those things where you're like okay this isn't just your your run-of-the-mill video game everything here even the environment is here to kind of work against you or or challenge what you you know perceive yeah my absolute favorite optical illusion in the game was there was this one hallway that you look down and you see a door at the very end, right? And you're like, oh, that's the exit. Let's go that way. You walk down the hallway and by the time you get to the door, you realize the door is like three inches high. I would say like overall, I liked it. Um, just th so a couple of quick things that I didn't like is some of the puzzles I thought were super frustrating. Like there were puzzles where I was about to pull my hair out, right? Like, like what's the answer to this puzzle? It's like, it's a very hard game. I, I almost went to youtube to look for answers a few times and i'm like no i gotta do it right it's, it's extremely satisfying when you do find the answer but you're right like uh, after like the game can sense you've maybe tried something 15 to 20 times maybe a slight hint an optional hint i know other games have employed that sort of strategy and i would have loved to have seen that here because there was one puzzle where i was heading down the same course of hallways like 30 times and you know you had to go like left and right and supposed to right and left and oh man it it really, it started to make the, the frustration mount, but once you get it, very accomplished, you feel great. But yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying. For the puzzles in this game, they, like the game doesn't tell you how to solve things or, 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 or tell you like how to manipulate certain things or how the mechanics work. Like you actually have to figure everything out on your own, right? There's no tutorials, right? So there's, there's like, 
like for some puzzles, I didn't actually even know how to do it at first. And then, and then I figured out like, oh, if I like, you know, if I look at it at this specific angle, I can, you know, I can bring a ball up, you know, a flight of stairs, right? Yeah. That I, I normally could not bring it up, right? So you, so you just have to like, you have to sort of figure it out, but, um, but it does lead to some frustrating moments. That's for sure. Yeah. For me, I really love the inception, like gameplay. I, I like the fact that you could shrink in a large objects based on your perspective. One puzzle, like some of the puzzles, there was some really cool ones that stood out to me, especially the ones that played with your perspective. There was one area where you walk into and, you know, no spoilers here with the game, but you're met with like a wide open, you know, area where you can see the moon in the sky and you're stuck in the room and you're like, I can't get out of here, but you literally have to pluck the moon out of the sky and then pop it in. And that, that's, that's how you find your way out of the, uh, out of the actual area. Same thing. They do with that with paintings, exit signs, you manipulate the size in order to even, you know, create some sort of ramp to get yourself out or move a painting and literally step inside the painting. Like some of the designs were so ingenious, but it was so unsettling because there was one part where, the game almost takes a survival, well, not a survival horror, but it takes a horror turn um, because you're in a dark and bloody version of the hotel or the dream simulation. And like, there's interesting, you know, there's scary things like a knife casting a shadow and it's terrifying, but nothing actually sort of comes to hurt you in the end. The game itself, you know, messes with you like that through certain parts where everything's, you know, chipper and cheery. And then boom, all of a sudden it's paranoia of not knowing what's coming next or having to walk through the through the dark aimlessly. Uh, but overall, I really enjoyed the experience. And it's one of those little indie gems that it does borrow a lot from, you know, as we said before, the Stanley Parable as well as Portal. But it was an experience that I was I was really happy that I took based on, uh, you know, your sort of hot take here. What do you say is better, Super Liminal or the OG Portal? What are your thoughts? I think it's pretty clear cut to me that Portal is is obviously the better game. I mean, it's it is the OG. It's it it, it pioneered a lot of the ideas. Right down to the accents of the characters, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, yeah. I I like I like the gun mechanic in in Portal. I mean, like that just can't be beat in a puzzle game. It's just one of the most you know fun mechanics i've ever seen or funnest mechanics i've ever seen um but um but i would say like you know although i like portal better still like if you're a fan of portal you definitely want to check out super liminal that's that's a, a given for sure yeah and you know we all, we all know how many people like portal right and puzzle so. games in general like if you like a puzzle game or you're you know you're kind of bored of just the same old you know shoot 'em up style games this is definitely something you should check out without a doubt so I got a question now for you, Dapper. Now that we've talked about this game for a while, what is your final score? I think it borrows a lot of ideas, but it executes them well. I really did enjoy the overall experience, and I'm, I'm happy that I played it. Uh, I would give Super Liminal an 8 out of 10. Really had a great time with it. Yeah, I guess we're uh, pretty much on the same page for that. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Yeah, I mean, pretty much for the same reasons as you. It. it I had a lot of fun. It's not the most innovative game, but um, but there are some cool things I've never seen before. And I play a lot of games, so when I see new things, that's pretty exciting to me. Yeah, I hear you. That, now, that really needs to be applauded more when a developer takes some risks like this. Even with if it's a little bit on a borrowed idea, it's still nice to see it stray, like I said before, from the same old sports and shooters and etc. It's It's nice to see something fresh and different. Yeah, definitely refreshing. All right, so back into a little bit more familiar territory, I would say, with Rocket Arena. 
So it's an arena shooter. It's got some charming character design. I, I would say it's got a cartoonish Fortnite-like design. It's a three-verse-three shooter, and uh, the heroes have unique ro rocket weapons as well as special abilities. There are various modes like knockout, uh, where you're, you're knocking opponents out of the arena, rocket ball, picking up the ball and scoring. It's a lot like Halo's Griff Ball. Uh, Mega Rocket, where you defend and capture zones. Treasure Hunt, uh, again, much like uh, Oddball and Halo. Uh, and finally, uh, it's got social and ranked matches. It has 10 playable characters in total. Blastbeard, pirate type of guy. Uh, Amorphia, underwater powers. <laughs> Boonie, Mystine. Top Notch, which was my main. Full 10 maps. What were your thoughts, Paul, on uh, your your time with Rocket Arena? First thing I want to say is that this game for me came out of left field. I did you even know it was out? <laughs> like I, I, no, it it was just it was not there, and then suddenly it was. <laughs> that's that's what kind of shocked me about it. EA, right? It's one of those things where I'm like, I should have known about this game for months or years, but it just literally dropped out of nowhere, and I'm you know I decided to play it and give it a try. Um, I you know what. I think it's pretty good. I think it has potential. I think there's definitely things I love about it and things that I don't like about it. Um, it it absolutely borrows from other games, like you were saying. Like, I mean, the whole point of this game is you got to smash people out of the arena, so it borrows heavily from Smash Brothers. Um, and and all the characters are heroes, just like Overwatch. Um, and the the graphics, I would say, were t plucked right out of Fortnite, right? So you took three great games mash it all together into one um and yeah it's a lot of fun i think um you know i like that all the characters are different i like that they all have special abilities and and different attacks um i had no idea how many different ways you could shoot a rocket launcher like <laughs> to me <laughs> before there was just like you shoot a rocket and it, and it blasts out but this game has like all different kinds right it's got like i don't know like sniper rockets and bouncing rockets and like all kinds of different rockets so that's that's really cool um the one thing that that is a bit frustrating a bit hard for me to get over is that like in most uh, games like this if i'm playing apex or if i'm playing fortnite a lot of them have hit scan uh detection so you just kind of like you aim at people and you shoot but this game is all rockets and it takes time for your rockets to actually hit the enemies so you got to shoot where they're going to be and not where they are, right? Yeah. No, I did not like that. It's, it's yeah, no thanks. That, 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 you're right. That was what, one of my downsides. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. It's just something that I have to learn and, and get used to. So, I mean, it, I'm, I am going to say it was sort of a negative for me. but And I, the reason why I say so is like a lot of the shots from me and from other players I saw were just smashing into nothing right because like you thought a character would go left but they went right and then your rocket missed right and then your next rocket missed and your next rocket missed so there was just like a lot of random rocketing that was happening in, in a lot of my matches um so it's more about i guess just like explosive fun and and not precise shooting um so and and you know i i guess overall i like precise shooting like i mean i i think fortnite and uh and, and apex are going to be hard to draw people away from no but i'm like that too I, I i need to be rewarded for my precision in a shooter when it when when that skill crops up every once in a while for me wink wink nudge nudge but no like <laughs> in all seriousness if i'm able to sort of frame up a great headshot i'm i want it to land and not you know be deked out because it's a a slower moving rocket or a rocket a rocket that's not necessarily on target 
And I also found too, I mean, I I've had a chance to play all ten characters. Um I still need to play some of them more because I I think I've put in somewhere around like ten hours into this game so far. But um but I did find overall that I think some characters are more OP than others, right? Like for example Oh absolutely like top top yeah. notch that you mentioned. Like I, I thought that guy was just so OP. He he's got like a special move where he can launch a huge missile that's uh that's like it's heat seeking too, right? And the fact he can fly, like it's it's also a game that's heavily based on speed. As soon as you can fly around the map as top notch, that's that's it. Like I mean, there's other characters, sure, that if you're skilled enough, you you can definitely make it go. But I find top notch, and that's one of my issues with the game is that that that, that balancing. If you can fly, you're gonna be uh, you know the, one of the fastest characters on the map, and and you are king of that hill, which is not really fun for other players, right? But yeah, that's yeah. That, that's that's. That's one one of my one of my gripes with the game for sure. And I also like I thought that that Boone was a little bit overpowered as well. So I was in this one match and this I I got shot like four times in a row, right? And that never happens because, like I said, I mean it's not hit scan, right? So I, I was like, what's going on? Like, why did this one person hit me four times in a row? And then I realized that they were playing as Boone, and so I, I played him the next match, and I realized he's got a sniper, and his like his sniper is probably five times faster than everyone else's rockets, right? Like, it almost is a hit scan. <laughs> so I was like, come on, like, what is this? Like, it, it's it's totally unfair, right? And then he can also zoom in, too, and and, and get a good shot. So um, I think there's some balancing issues. I mean, the game just launched, so, you know, hopefully the developers are assessing, uh, you know, the win rates of all the characters and, and are going to do some balancing but um, but as of right now, I think there there's a, a few issues in that regards, right? The arena shooter or hero shooter is a very crowded genre. Um, I, I really like the character design. Again, though, I, with the fast-paced game design with certain characters like Boone, I, I found that, funny enough, using him a little bit as a sniper, he didn't sort of match up with the, the in-your-face, in fast, blow-everything-up sort of aspects that, that sort of I felt like Rocket Arena was trying to get across. And again, you're right. For me, some of the bigger issues were the balance issues. If you could fly, you were going to be number one almost every single time. That kept nudging me to top notch as, you know, to become my main. I don't know. Who was your main? I love playing as tanks and I love pirates. So I played as Blastbeard. <laughs> he's he's the, <laughs> the amalgamation of two things I love. I mean, he's so big, so he's so easy to hit. But uh, but he has this shockwave move where you can just sort of like blast everybody out of the arena. And it was especially uh, good for, what was it, the the mega rocket mode where you've got to defend and, and capture the zones. So I would just like jump in, shockwave everyone out, out, and then it's just me in the zone. And I'm like, yeah, I'm capturing the zone. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing I did like is that there was a there was a decent variety of game modes right out of the gate, especially for, for a new game that with a lot of games of this nature, developers just say, hey, you know, in the future, we're going to add X, Y, and Z. And then in the meantime, it stays, you know, down to like one or two core modes. But I found there was a was a nice variety. In terms of the, our hot take for Rocket Arena, would you say that there's enough of a reason to play this game given the competition from, you know, the likes of Fortnite and Overwatch. Is it another Battleborn and Lawbreaker or will it have legs like Fortnite and Overwatch? One of the things that's really knocking against this game is the fact that you got to pay for it. I think it's, it's what, 30 bucks to buy, right? So yep. cannot believe it's, it's not free to play, right? I mean, wow, it should be. I mean, it even has, uh, has battle passes that you can buy on top of 
paying for the game. So I, you know what? I can honestly see this game going free to play at some point. Yeah, it has to. Well, that's what happened with Fortnite too, right? Like Fortnite was floundering at first. And again, it wasn't exactly a battle royale out of the gate, but as soon as they made it free to play, history was made essentially with the way Fortnite exploded. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. It's got to go free to play to survive. I'd say definitely Fortnite and, and Overwatch um, are better, right? Like, I mean, that's seems like a given to me. I have more fun with those games. Um, Apex Legends, which funny enough also comes from EA, um, uh, it, you know, I, I think is is better. But um, but I, I, you know what? I think the game has potential. Like you said, there's already a lot of characters, a lot of maps and a lot of modes and a lot of weapons. Like there's already a lot in this game. Um, if they can just, you know, continue to build and add new characters and, and refine the existing characters, I think they've got a solid foundation to work with, right? I mean, I had fun. I'm definitely gonna gonna check it out from time to time. Is it gonna become my my default battle royale game? Probably not. Probably Apex is still my my default. Will I still play this game? I think yes. Yeah, no, I totally agree, especially with Apex, and it really does heavily hinge in terms of the longevity of this game is how supported will it be if it go if it does a few key things number one if it goes free to play i think that's going to help obviously capture some hearts and minds and number two how long will ea support this title for if you look at something like rainbow six siege very different games i get it we're looking at a battle royale versus a tactical shooter 100 but ubisoft went back with rainbow six and they supported that game adding new modes, new operators, until the cows came home. So if that happens, you know, with this game, uh, I could see some success for it. But you're right, out of the gate, it's fun, but they, it's got got quite a bit of competition from, you know, Fortnite and Overwatch, that's for sure. So it's it's a even though it's an EA title, it's definitely a David versus Goliath battle. Good, good way to put it. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, now that we've had our chance to talk about the game, question of the day... What's your score, Dapper? All right. So based on uh, you know my experiences with the game, again, I, I did I did stick to uh, mo mostly uh, uh, one main for through all of, through all of it. I tried all the the uh, as many of the maps as I could. I got a good feel for the game. Sunk quite a few hours into it. Uh, at this point, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Feels like it has potential, as we said before, but it's just not quite where it needs to be yet. Great fun. Um, but I don't think it's it's sort of blown doors off of the genre for me. Nothing new and innovative quite yet, but I have hopes. <laughs> so seven out of ten. It's a pretty good score. I'm gonna give it uh, seven and a half. So we're pretty much in alignment with this one as well. Um, yeah, it, it's it, you know exactly like what you said again. It's it's uh, there's some good potential. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed my time with it. I'm glad that I have it. I'm I'm gonna re revisit this game, especially when they have updates. Um, but uh, they're up against tough competition, right? Like if you're, uh, when I log in and I've got an hour to play a battle royale game, I've got, you know, a half dozen now to choose from. And which one am I going to play? Probably it's not going to be this one for, for the majority of it. It's going to be Apex or, or Fortnite. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, there's definitely potential and, and uh, definitely going to check the game out when there's updates. Well, shifting gears to a game that has walked into a somewhat tired genre with a first-person shooter is super hot mind control delete now as i said before you think first-person shooter you think you know what you're going to get but when it comes to something like super hot it does this wonderful job of melding both time and slow motion uh, mechanics manipulating them with popular first-person shooter tropes 
You're outnumbered, you're outgunned, enemies swirl around you in a storm of slow motion violence. If you're new to Superhot, it's a shooter with a time twist. Nothing moves until you do. So you can literally see a bullet <laughs> coming straight for your head and decide which way you're going to move. Mind Control Delete is a standalone expansion and it does not require the original game. If you have never played it before, you can just jump into this. It's a lot more action oriented than the first game. And in a really classy, might I even say dapper move, if you bought the original Superhot, you will get Mind Control Delete absolutely free from the dev. So kudos. I, I wish more developers would do, you know, things like that. Um, but again, back to the back to the actual game itself. It it uh, utilizes roguelike elements such as procedural generation and permadeath. So you get to basically a set of uh, you know various stages you have to get through. You've got three hearts. If you get you know shot, stabbed. Uh, sliced. <laughs> There's so many ways to die in super hot. Uh, but yeah, if, if those three hearts uh, are, you know, are all gone by the end of it, you have to restart the whole trial all over again. More levels, more lore, more weapons, and more enemy types. I really enjoyed this, Paul. What were your thoughts on super hot mind control delete? I, I have to give props first and foremost. Whoever decided to put dead fish in this game that you can pick up and throw at your enemy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> tip my hat to you sir that was yeah. my favorite part of the game i love that I, I think it was it probably was like the third or fourth mission i was going through and i was like i don't have a weapon i don't have a weapon there's there's a guy there's two guys in front of me what do i do oh there's a dead fish <laughs> yeah there's fish there's a pen there's like a, a random dart uh, uh there's a coffee mug let's yeah. let's get this done yeah i really like that that's what i love about this game it's like the so it has a minimalist art style right so like the levels are pretty much all entirely white, but all of the, the objects are outlined in black, right? And the objects that you can pick up are in solid black, right? And it's just like, I love dropping into a level in this game. You're, you're looking around, you see like a guy to your left, a guy to your right, a guy in front of you. You're like, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? And then you're like, oh, there's a katana to my right. So you pick up the katana, right? And then, uh, but like, yeah, and then you just sort of slice away. But my favorite thing in this game, I love it so much, is the fact that you can like, um like earlier on in the game you get like this like lunging punch right and so like you know all, almost every level i would just start lunge punch a guy the guy would have either an assault rifle or a handgun and you'll see it fly out of his hands but because you're not moving it's sort of like in suspended animation right so you're like you grab you you reach up you grab the ar and then you shoot them right i just i love the fact that it's like you know, you knock weapons at an enemy's hands and then you have a chance to like figure out where it is in, in your in your like 3D space and pick it up and then use it against them, right? There's all there's so many weird weapons. Like there's there's yeah, darts and frying pans and oh geez, like I'm trying to trying to think now. They're, like you can obviously punch punch characters, but it's just like anything. You can grab a vase, you can grab a book, like <laughs> It's yeah. like what basically whatever's not like bolted down, it, it, it becomes a weapon to stop the bad guys. Even your gun, one of the fun like one of the most John Wick style things is that okay, you're you're you've totally spent your ammo. You literally throw your gun at the enemy. I found as I was getting I was progressing more and more, as I ran out of ammo, just throwing the guns and just stopping the enemy dead in their track. I, I love that. It was just like, okay, this is what it feels like to be a Hollywood action hero. It was it was yeah. so cool. The one the one thing too that i absolutely love about this game is the fact that again nothing moves unless you move right so yeah the best thing is like you grab say like an ar right and you've got enemies all around you and what you do is like you turn left you shoot 
you can go straight ahead, you shoot, you turn right, you shoot, and you've got like you've got like six or seven bullets in the air, right? They're all suspended animation, and then you just you move a little bit, and it's just like <laughs> you take all three people down at the same time, right? In this high impact, high adrenaline situation, it's almost like you can stop and think like a chess master, right? It's like okay. I can, I see a bullet coming to my left-hand side. So I can duck to the right and then I see a fish there. I can grab that fish, throw it, take him out. And you know, like, it's just, it's really cool how they've introduced this new mechanic of instead of just mindlessly firing at things, you can think about your, your next move and strategize. I love it. It's just, I feel more games need to get, you know, creative like this. Like one of the things that, that, that at least initially I didn't like just like uh, with Rocket Arena, you have to shoot where enemies are going to be and not where they are, right? Because, I mean, so, like you have to like guess, like, is that guy going to come down this hallway? Is he going to run down those stairs? I'm happy you mentioned stairs because that's where I ran into a lot of trouble. You'd be like, okay, you would predict where you were thinking they were coming up the stairs. But if they just pivoted a little bit, like I missed enemies so often with stairs because they had more directional paths to hit. And then I couldn't sort of trace my bullet in order to stop them. I guess I guess that also could be chalked up as part of the challenge. Yeah, I mean, like, so, I mean, it definitely was frustrating at the beginning, but then I realized, you know what? It doesn't really matter if I shoot and miss an enemy because there's objects all around me, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if, yep. if I miss with my bullet, grab the frying pan, right? Yeah, Chuck the, <laughs> exactly. Chuck the frying yeah. pan at them. Like, it, there's just so many things around you, right? Once I, once I figured that, you know, the game is not really about precision it's about just going nuts and chucking everything at everybody right <laughs> yeah, like exactly. that's that's the game right <laughs> so oh, i was totally. like uh, and the other thing too that i'm just looking at uh like the um the the replayability I, I thought was great so like once you finish a level you can replay the whole thing and it actually does everything in in fast forward right and you you feel like totally like you said like john wick you feel like a hollywood action star right it's like god modes activated because it's just like even when you in slow motion mess up it looks cool in real time so it's like all right i'm cool with this i'm gonna throw this on twitter and instagram and people are gonna think i'm a god so here we go <laughs> i i really like that um and the other thing too is like there's a bunch of bosses in the game that are are, are a bit annoying because you can't actually kill the bosses Right. So I was like, oh, no, like every time you see one of the bosses come up, you're like, not one, not that guy again. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I mean, like, you know, those are just sort of like minor things. Overall, I thought the game was great. I think let's uh, let's jump into our hot take for this one. Right. So question for this game. What did slow motion mechanic better? Max Payne or Super Hot? What do you think, Dapper? Oh man, I I love both games when when they debuted. They did so much for you know the shoot 'em up genre. Ah, uh, the slow mo mechanic better. Ugh, I I think that Super Hot did do it better. I think you can do more. Again, Max Payne is just such a pioneer in that space, and man, it's been way too long since we've had a Max Payne game. I will say that I don't understand why Rockstar doesn't approach you know whoever holds the rights to John Wick and make a John Wick Max Payne sort of game happen or super hot John Wick like man I will say that super hot with Max Payne graphics but using the mechanics that are within super hot I, I gotta say super hot's where it, where it's at for for the slow-mo mechanic just just did it so much better gives you more options and allows you to 
in the middle of a chaotic gunfight or fish fight or whatever you're throwing at each other, <laughs> katana fight, it gives you so much added strategy, which is which is awesome. Yeah, man, I was really struggling with what my answer was going to be for this question, but uh, yeah, for pretty much for the same reasons as you. The thing is, like, there the the bullet time at max pain is completely different than super hot. I mean, max pain is all about set pieces, right? Like, I remember. There were some uh, set pieces where, you know, you jump out of a building and you would slide down the roof and it'd be slow motion as you're sliding down. And you can shoot people that are on the ground or, you know what I mean? Like, it's all about like, like really like, like high impact cinematic slowdown. But then super hot is, is just like, you know, you're, you're, you're put in this procedurally generated room and there's all like, it's chaotic and crazy. Right. Um, I think I like super hot because it's just. It's just like I love setting up, you know, like huge combos in that game, right? Where you you take out four enemies and and like all the same time, right? And um and I just I like the fact that I mean Max Payne is is, is pretty much all guns, right? Like you're just you're you're just uh, you're shooting in, in slow motion, but this game you're just like you're picking up random things, and it's just really like it's funny, right? Like it's just Max Payne was more cool, and this was funny, and I prefer funny. So, um, so I'm definitely going to side with super hot on this one. It's tough awesome. though, man. I'll like leave you with, games. I'll leave you with this thought. Imagine a game that could somehow combine both and be a John Wick game. So you have like walking through stages, you've got the super hot mechanic, then you hit giant set pieces where you can either use the super hot step mechanic, or you can decide to like jump into slow-mo. I don't know exactly how that would come through, but I just need something like that to happen uh, with either Max Payne again or, yeah, I don't know, John Wick. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I'd, I'd play that. <laughs> oh, man, I would, I'd play that too in a heartbeat. We've got our hot takes out of the way. What is your final score for Super Hot Mind Control? Delete. I love the game. It's, uh, it's a game I'm definitely going to be coming back to, so... I'm going to give this game an eight and a half out of 10. I'm a huge fan. Like I said before, of John wick and I just needed and max Payne, And for the longest time I was looking for a game that would sort of give me that action hero feeling. So I absolutely loved, loved super hot when it first came out. Uh, this, this is, I found a lot more action based, which I wanted more of. Uh, and, uh, you know, super hot mind control delete delivered. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. I absolutely loved oh. it. And I'm definitely going to be returning just the mechanic. The fact that it takes something so tired in the, the first person shooter genre and gives it this breath of fresh air with time manipulation, uh, the ingenuity alone, nine out of 10 to change gears. Now we're going to have next gen player walk us through Evans remains game itself is a mystery thriller puzzle adventure about finding a missing boy. The game combines logic-based platform puzzles with narrative inspired by Japanese graphic adventure games. Created by a single developer, Natai Schmid. Years after a boy genius named Evan disappears, a bizarre letter arrives. Evan wants a girl named Desis to come find him. As Desis, you'll need to solve an intricate series of puzzles to unravel the entire mystery and rescue Evan. Paul, what were your thoughts? on Evan's Remains. This game is is interesting. It combines visual novel uh, elements and puzzle elements. And what's really interesting is games that are 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 that usually combine genres, they 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 typically have like they typically have uh, like seamless integration. Like if I'm playing an action role-playing game, right? There's the, it's it's all seamlessly combined into one gameplay, right? But 
this game actually has completely separate sections. So you've got like you've got your visual novel sections um, where you get to see like some cool character portraits and, and characters talking back and forth for a few minutes. And then it transitions into a puzzle segment and you've got five or ten minutes worth of puzzles. And then it just kind of repeats like that. Right. So um, it's a, I thought it, it was a little bit disjointed. Um, I would have liked a little bit more connecting tissues between uh, the the uh, visual novel and the puzzle elements, but uh, but I thought both on their own were were good and fun. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, if you like either of those genres, I think there's something here for you, right? And I do find that you're right. Like with with things that kind of combine genres, it's either the most incredible combination or it completely falls flat. So it's it's interesting to hear that this does each element well because sometimes when people combine things neither in games neither things done well and it just kind of is is a bit of a mess so yeah and you really have to be in the visual novels i think to enjoy this game i would say i think it took me about three and a half hours or so and i would say at least half if not more of that was uh just listening to the story so there's a good couple hours of of cinematics in this game um yeah and i liked uh i liked the fact that everything was hand-drawn like it's all done by by one guy so you know i sort of had the same vibe as stardew valley where where it's like you know i'm pretty impressed that that one person can do it all yeah i don't i don't know how one person develops a game even hearing about the story behind the dev from stardew valley it was like he had to quit his job and devote years and years of commitment and he didn't even know how to develop a game. He was just like, I'm going to teach myself how to develop a game. And it sold millions. So, yeah. Wow. that That's commitment. I, I can't wrap my mind around how someone can do everything, right? Gameplay, animation, sound, story. Like, wow, that's a, that's a lot. Um, but the, the puzzles in the game, all of the puzzles take place on one screen. And it's uh, it involves platforming. So you've got, like... You've got certain platforms that will disappear when you jump on them. You've got other platforms that will make those uh, the other platforms reappear, right? You've got uh, platforms that you can bounce on. You've got platforms that you can teleport to, right? So it's all about, it's like, I would say it's it's definitely not really about platforming. It's really puzzle solving. So you have to like, you have to sort of like sit and think for a second okay like i gotta jump here and then jump there and then teleport there and then bounce there right so you gotta sort of like work it out in your mind how you're going to complete these levels um i thought they were a lot of fun the other thing is is that the game doesn't add any new mechanics as you go so by the time i went to the 10th or 15th puzzle um i was starting to feel like it's getting a little samey right like all the puzzles have sort of unique twists or different ways to solve them right so that it's it's not completely you know repetitious but i would have liked something like i don't know give me like a double jump or a grappling hook or, or something i don't know like something just to like make it a little bit different you know what i mean it, it just had a, the samey feel um and the other thing too is i actually really like the story um i thought the characters were really nice the portraits were nice um but I thought that the the ending was a little bit anticlimactic. It's sort of like there's a lot of mystery. So you go to this island, and this island has like strange properties. So you, anyone that watched Lost, you're like, hey, it kind of reminds me of Lost. Like, what's this strange force that this island has, right? So you've got all these strange things that are going on. Yeah, there's like hieroglyphs. I'm like, it just it feels exactly like Lost to me, right? And then and then it's like by the end of the game it just kind of unravels some of the the mysteries of the game and you're just like oh man like it was 
they had some cool ideas, but uh, they they I don't know they just they found a way to sort of like you know pull the rug from underneath you. So um, yeah, overall, like uh, you know, I'm glad I played it in a completely ineffective way, much like the show Lost. He, Zing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I I sort of oh, I put I put so many hours into the the sitcom Lost, and then towards the end, the cop out. I, I won't spoil it for anyone, but yeah, I, I like the comparison. And I, I like how you just sort of drew that. Well, by the end of it, you find out what's really going on on the island. And you're just like, really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's for sure. It's exactly like the final season of Lost. <laughs> okay, so let's get on to the hot take. So the, the, hot, the hot take for this one. Is it worth the price? Oh, that's a... So what, what price are we looking at here? So I think the game the game's $6.99 US. I think okay. $9.99 Canadian. Um. I would say, I mean, at, at that price, I would say for sure, right? I mean, come on. It's... I don't know. Just for the price of entry to see what a one-man show has produced, I, I would I would pay that. Man, for, for a single individual's, like, that's a Herculean effort, and I would want to see how it how it turned out. So, yeah, I, I, I would pay it. for With the caveat of, yeah, like a single individual created the entire thing, much like Stardew Valley, it's like, okay, Knowing that and, you know, the immense struggles this person went to bring their creative vision to our screens, no problem. I will I will pay that, good sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only, like I said, it's both three, four-hour games. You're looking at, like, you know, a, a buck and a half per, per hour, right? Like, it's, it's pretty yeah. cheap when you look at it that way. And the other thing, too, like, if you like uh, trophies or achievements, like, it's it's so easy to to get the platinum or get a thousand achievements in this game. So, I mean, like, you know, those, those are other reasons I would say to pick up this game. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, if you like, you know, Stardew Valley and if you like, uh, you know, indie games like Celeste, right. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's just as fun. It's just as charming. Um, some great characters and some great puzzles. So at that price, I think, yeah, definitely you should pick it up. So now that we have the hot take out of the way, Next gen, what would you score? The game for me is a seven and a half out of ten. So I mean, it, it's 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 not the greatest game I've I've played this year. Um, not the greatest indie game I played this year, but you know, I'm happy I played it. It's it's definitely one that that's charming and got some really cool graphics and a and a really fun, cute story. So um, so definitely, if you're into indie games and if you're into puzzle and visual novel games, I think this is for sure one that you've got to check out yeah hearing the unique take of the uh combination of those those different genres and the backstory of the developer it's definitely something i would i would want to check out too um on now to genshin impact uh so all about the game it's an upcoming open world action role-playing game it is the second game from mihoyo to feature original ip the first being gun girls the game's aesthetics and open world setting look to have been inspired by Breath of the Wild. We still don't know the exact release date other than a 2020 window, but the closed beta this summer was a great in indication of things are really still on track. So Paul, what are your thoughts on what you've played so far with Genshin Impact? It's like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like it's, it's, oh geez, man, it's so close, right? And I, it's, I, I even remember, I think it was some like last fall there was, uh, a Nintendo fan that went to a, a game conference in China 
and he took his PS4 console and he smashed it on the ground because he's like, no, you're copying Zelda. What are you doing? And then I think it was like, <laughs> whoa, seriously? There was, uh, there was a lot of controversy over that. And and, uh, and and then they announced that it was coming to Nintendo Switch, I think, the next month, right? So they were like, hey, it's going to come. You guys are going to get, because originally it was it was just announced for PC and, and PlayStation 4, right? So, yeah. So we, we like to do our hot takes here, but no no hardware is really harmed in the in the making of these. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it was the, the wow. craziest video to see, but... But yeah, I mean, like, this game is just like Breath of the Wild. I mean, it's got beautiful, beautiful uh, cel-shaded graphics, just like Breath of the Wild. Like, it it looks very similar. I'm trying to think of which one's better, um, like, better looking. I, I would say I'd probably um, lean more towards Genshin Impact. Um, it's, you know, I was playing it on, on PS4, which is obviously a lot more powerful um, than, than Zelda. But the thing is with Zelda, Zelda had a lot of different areas and biomes and stuff like that that, that were pretty interesting. So I can't say for sure that, that you know, the full game looks better, but uh, what, just from what I've seen, I played about a five-hour slice of the game. Oh, man, the graphics are just, you know, they're, they're just breathtaking. There's, um, And the thing is, too, is, like, it copies all the mechanics. So it's got the climbing with stamina. You do paragliding. You gather ingredients, you do cooking, you solve environmental puzzles, which is kind of like Breath of the Wild's uh, Kurok Seeds, right? So it's just like, man, it's this game like Zelda. But you know what? Like uh, like we were talking about Superliminal being close to Portal, right? Not always a bad thing, right? In fact, in this game, I th it's yeah. a good thing. I, I Did I enjoy my time? Of course. I, I had a great time playing this game. I thought the characters were, were fantastic. I thought the, uh, the voice acting from this game was great um the combat was super fun thing is too like in this game you actually get multiple different characters i got four um during the demo that i played and each of the characters uh they have a different look different personality they've got different weapons like one of them there was amber she's an archer i had lisa she's a witch that shoots out electricity i had uh, kaya who shoots out he's a swordsman guy that that has uh, ice cold attacks right and then you've got yourself, the protagonist, uh, and and you have uh, wind attacks and have a sword, right? But what's cool with this game is you can actually change between your characters instantaneously, right? So you can, yeah, like like in the middle of battle, you can be like, well, there's a lot of characters, so I'm going to switch to Lisa because she's got area of effect damage attacks. And, and then, you know, five minutes later, there could be some enemies up on a hill and you're like, oh, I'm going to switch to Amber because she's got her bow and arrow, right? So it's really cool. And the other thing is that all the characters have elemental properties and they, um, like, all the enemies are affected by different elements, right? So some characters might have a wood shield and Amber, the archer, can light her her uh, arrows on fire and she can shoot them and she can burn the shield off, right? And then there could be um, some, some like, water or some ice creatures and then, or sorry, some water creatures and then you uh, select uh, Kea and you can freeze them right so it's pretty cool and there's a lot of strategy behind the uh combat and the other thing too is that there's a lot of different uh items within the world that you also have to use your different characters with different powers right so for example like there could be some vines that are blocking your way and then you you switch the amber and you can burn the vines right or there could be uh like a, a body of water that's too large for you to cross but you can you can freeze the water as Kaya, right so it's pretty cool like there's a lot of really interesting elements um the cutscenes are like, like you know, uh, like 
Pixar perfect, right? Like they're just like they're beautiful. They're like beautiful anime style graphics and and just Yeah, the art style is absolutely stunning. The one thing that I actually just realized lately, I should have known this a while ago, but for some reason it it, it skipped me when I was looking at this game. The game's actually free to play too. Like I thought for sure this was like a full retail game that I was going to be, you know, spending 60, 70 bucks to buy, right? But nope. It's a totally free-to-play game. So um, it's supposed to be coming out later this year. So, you know, fingers crossed that that happens. Um, in terms of things that I didn't like in the game, uh, the one thing that, like, the biggest drawback for sure was the performance of the game. I, I, was, I was a little shocked. I played it last year at Tokyo Game Show, and it ran perfectly. But then I played it uh, this year, and, and there was a lot of uh, frame drops and slowdown and, and pop-ins and... Um, I like the the developers were talking to me and said that they were doing their best and they were gonna try to get all these uh, things like bugs ironed out before the game launches. Um, so you know I'm I'm hoping and and I think that they will. But as it stands right now, um, it's it, it it definitely takes away from the game and it's such a shame too because like I said like the game's so gorgeous and the characters are so interesting and the enemies are interesting. Like it's if they can just make this game perform well, then wow, is it gonna be great right so you know let's hope that they can do that um the other thing that i that and you were you were playing it on the uh, ps4 pro right yeah ps4 pro like it's it's i i like some like some of the cities that you go in and that's where a lot of the slowdown and, and the pop-in happens um like some of these cities are are massive like think like huge like mmo style cities right it's not like you know small like regular rpgs where you've got you know four or five houses or whatever like you're talking like big like towering castles and huge windmills and like you know 100 people running around and and 30 different buildings like it's just a, it's so big but but yeah you can tell it's just like it's it's putting the ps4 pro to its max and and uh you know and, and it's not really optimized the way it should be so um, the other thing too that well one thing that I actually really liked about the game is the fact that there's a lot of RPG elements like deep RPG elements to it right so you've got like um, you've got like you've got skill trees for all the characters and there is like an overall adventure level um, that you have for your main character and the adventure level as it increases you face uh, tougher enemies but you also get better rewards um, and you've also got like special attacks and your special attacks have different levels and there's just like different things that you can equip artifacts and different uh, swords and, and and armor that you can equip. And there's just like there's just so much and it's so deep. But um, but like one of the cons really is that there's just so many things of this game that navigating the menus like it took me a while. It took me a couple hours to like to figure out what everything does and how everything interacts with each other. Right. So like be prepared when you when you play this game to get like slammed with menus <laughs> and just, <laughs> like there's just so many of them and like and you don't even know what what half them are at the beginning right you got to figure out what they are as you play um but uh but yeah i'm hoping that they're like at, like at, you know some ways that they can figure out like i don't know if it's like tutorials or 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 like just like the way that you navigate it like just have easier navigation or i, I don't know like it's just there's just a lot that the game throws at you at the beginning so um just be prepared for that um and the other thing too i mean like i to me i think it's it's a, a positive i mean it is pretty similar to the to zelda but i mean like if you're a hardcore zelda fan i can see that being a negative for sure right like this is like a carbon copy from what i've seen um like aesthetically a carbon copy and gameplay wise a carbon copy but but um you know i mean like it's got a, a, a totally fresh 
world to explore and like totally fresh characters and all that so there there is definitely a lot that's new but um but yeah you're, you're definitely looking at a game that's very similar to what nintendo nintendo had released so for our hot take do you do you think that zelda fans should boycott this game i think it's really going to come down to someone's personal preference right i mean like would i recommend anyone to boycott any game i would say probably not i mean like personally i i, I wouldn't um but it's really up to you, right? Like it's up to the way you feel. If you're, if you love Nintendo and you love Zelda and you like, you cannot believe that they essentially took everything that, that was great about that game and threw it into this, like for sure, like, you know, do, do whatever feels right for you. Um, I, I am a little bit more open where, where, you know, as long as the game is good and it's fun. I mean, most games, they play off other games you know what i mean like i've been gaming now for for decades and and it's like everything just sort of builds on each other right yeah exactly like racing genre gran turismo and then you had forza continue to evolve that formula in different arcadey ways again gran turismo is more of a hardcore simulator but it's not fair to say well gran turismo did racing first so there should be no forza or, uh, you know, Call of Duty came along, forget Halo. Like, what? Just what we reviewed, like, Super Hot. You could say, well, Super Hot can't exist because it's too similar uh, when you're not using, you know, time slow motion to everything else out there. I would say boycotting, no thanks. And not only that, the boycotts have, has of late, especially with games like The Last of Us 2, you should not be boycotting a game like people have been. People were introducing political, homophobic, and racist bias into that game. And yeah, the, 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 the boycotts lately of certain games for certain reasons have just been so cringe inducing and just playing out wrong. I guess the topic at hand here is should Zelda fans boycott this game because it's so similar? I, I would say no. I'd say that's that's a travesty and, you know, set it with Last of Us 2 if you're, you're, you're going to rob yourself because of some silly boycott that you're so misinformed about. It's your law. Exactly. Like, it, for me, as long as the game's good, then uh, I'll play it, right? And like you were saying, like, exactly like Super Liminal, right? Yeah. Like, it's as soon as I played it, I, I was like, wow, that feels a lot like Portal, right? But I still, I played the whole game. Sure, it, it reminded me of Portal from beginning to end, but I still enjoyed it, right? I mean, I was I was playing the original Sega arcade racing games, right? Daytona, I was playing Daytona, I was playing Sega Rally, right? I mean, how is Daytona not like Gran Turismo? How is it not like Forza, right? I mean, like, sure, they all have their own, like, unique spins on, on racing, but at the core they're all pretty similar and i think like the the reason why there's just there's just so much talk about genshin impact is just because i think it's the first game to actually take the zelda formula and replicate it right like that's that's what it is it, it's the first game that that just really takes everything that made breath of the wild great and and it just sort of plays on that and and and, and tries to expand on that right so from what i've seen the game's great a lot of fun there is the performance issues if they can fix that it, it would be phenomenal um and i think yeah you'd be robbing yourself from for, by not playing this game and well i guess that leads us to our next question should people play this game uh what are your what's your final score and what are some of your final thoughts around genshin impact so i would say um I, i'm gonna give this game an 8 out of 10 i mean granted this is just the demo so i'm not actually writing the final game but i would say uh 8 out of 10 you know what? Re so it's more like a review in progress. Yeah, it's like like impressions, right? Yeah, yeah, review in progress, exactly. So the thing is, like, honestly, I'd give this game probably a nine or, 
maybe even nine and a half if it didn't have the performance issues. Like, like I had just so much fun playing the game. It's just, I, you know, I, I. But in a big open world game like that, I guess if there's performance issues, it pulls you out of the experience, and yeah, it's just it can it, it harms the overall impact of the game and the storyline. So. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. So that's why I landed on that. But again, like I'm hoping that the developers will fix it before launch. And, and if so, then, uh, you know, my, my final score could be a little higher, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, that's uh, that, that's been our review bonanza uh, for episode nine of Down to Play. I'm Dapper Tux, along with Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. We are always down to play. Down to play.